This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Monday, May 10th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Alley. Here's today's headlines. Ag burning grants, inheritance tax, big part of Biden revenue plan, and NIH says rural areas critical to stopping new COVID-19 surge. Grants for cutting ag burning draw concern. Farm groups raised the state Senate's ag budget proposal of $180 million for agriculture burning, yet the provision was not specific to the San Joaquin Valley, which is now subject to a state-mandated ban on open ag burning. If we make this open to all arid districts, it's only going to slow down that process and really make it unattainable for the San Joaquin Air District to achieve the goals it set out, argued Louis Brown, an attorney for Con, Soares, and Conaway, who represented various ag groups. Brown said the budget package contained money for the ag burning issue because the Air Resources Board rejected the district's earlier proposal for a more gradual reduction in burning. The money would be guaranteed for just three years. The Western Growers Association asked for this to instead be continuously appropriated. Inheritance tax, big part of Biden revenue plan. President Joe Biden's proposal to tax capital gains at death accounts for about one-third of the revenue to pay for his American Families Plan, that sweeping package of education, health, and child care benefits. That's according to an analysis of the Biden tax proposals by the Tax Foundation. The tax on inherited assets would raise $213 billion over the next 10 years. The revenue impact increases by year, reaching nearly $40 billion by 2031. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, the Kentucky Republican, has called the proposal, quote, a second estate tax. Biden, however, sees it as critical to addressing wealth inequality in the U.S. For more on the subject, you can go to agripulse.com. NIH says rural areas critical to stopping new surge. Francis Collins, the director of the National Institutes of Health, tells AgriPulse that increasing vaccination rates in rural areas is critical to preventing a new surge of COVID-19 cases in the fall. But he says a billion dollars in new funding for rural vaccination sites, including doctor's offices and pop-up clinics, should help address distribution gaps. Collins said, I think a lot of people would feel better if they could call up their doctor and say, would you give me the vaccine? as opposed to you've got to drive a few miles and go to a drugstore. Why it matters? Well, in an April survey, 30% of rural residents said they definitely won't get the vaccine or would get it only if required. Another 38% said they would wait and see. If there is a new surge of cases this fall, it will hit the hardest, the places where the immunization levels are the lowest, Collins said. Impossible Burger to be Served in Schools in Pilot Program USDA's Child Nutrition Labeling Program has certified Impossible Foods Meat Alternative, giving the company the opportunity to serve its plant-based meat in schools around the country. The plant-based Impossible Burger will be introduced this month in school systems in Palo Alto, California, Aberdeen, Washington, and Edmond in Union City, Oklahoma. USDA's Food and Nutrition Service granted Impossible a child nutrition label in the alternate protein category. 
Michael Morris of Sodexo, one of the nation's largest food service contractors, said increasing plant-based menu options is a key part of our strategy to reduce carbon emissions by 34% by 2025. We are interested in how the popularity of this low-carbon food can help effectively lower a whole district's carbon footprint while also getting students more engaged in thinking about their connection to the planet. U.S. Trade Representative talks environment and trade with the Brazilian minister. U.S. Trade Representative Catherine Tai on Friday continued her effort to meet high-level officials from around the world as she conversed with the Foreign Affairs Minister of Brazil, a country that frustrated her predecessors under the Trump administration levying tariffs on U.S. ethanol. Brazil is also the world's largest soybean-producing country that continues to expand production as critics point out the damage the country is doing to its wetlands and rainforests. The office of the U.S. Trade Representative said Tai expressed her interest in stronger cooperation with Brazil on labor, the environment, climate change, World Trade Organization reform, and challenges posed by non-market economies. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Monday, May 10th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.